is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we are back with our biggest, longest, most exciting <laughs> episode yet. Oh, Hopefully yeah. Hopefully it's exciting. Definitely. I mean, it'll be so helpful for all these movies popping up on Netflix and HBO and Amazon. So now we can be the ultimate source of what's worth seeing. I know. When you're at the $5 bin at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're you at your local Blockbuster. Yeah. You know, you can just figure it out. When you're passing that red box or on a plane to nowhere, you can just think, huh, what does Shelby and Matt think about this film? And chances are we're about to cover it. I was on a plane this weekend and a lot of these movies were legitimately <laughs> options. So Let's see, perfect. We're just hitting this right on time. <laughs> And this is a special episode this week, so we're skipping the usual format. We're just going through this ranking because we got lots of movies to talk about, so we don't have time to, you know, talk about Dina Lohan's creepy (laughs) catfish situation, sadly. I know, too bad. I wanted to touch base on that, but it's fine because we're going into our 2018 rankings. Yes. (laughs) Which is going to be intense. Yes. What was your final number of movies? My final number was 86. Okay, okay. I was at 81. Yes, so just a couple less. But we saw a lot of the same movies, a lot of different (laughs) movies, and they're all ranked here. So there's 113 movies we're going through. Oh, boy. It's a a lot. We're going to hit them all. We're going to hit them fast and hard. (laughs) Yeah, and just in time for the 2019 Oscars. So we'll be able to talk about some of those hitters. And just a reminder that we're having a giveaway right now. So you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at PS You're Wrong. Get some more information. But basically, we're doing our own Oscar pool. And honestly, it's anyone's guess at this point. I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen because (laughs) this award season has just been a hot mess. So, oh, yeah. And Shelby's been posting polls of like the percentages <laughs> of people that think the splits, like, yeah, yeah, like who's going to win best actress, who's going to win best director. And they are all over the place. There is <laughs> no consensus pick among <laughs> yeah. our listeners. Yeah. So the prize could be yours. You just have to follow us on social media, which is a gift anyways. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and fill out a ballot, which if you're listening to this, I feel like you're probably filling out a ballot <laughs> somewhere or another. Yeah. So just fill an extra one out with us. Or if you're not for some reason, you know, we can be your fun Oscar pool for this year. So Yes, so fun. Uh so anyways, should we get into our ranking? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous to see what yeah. you did to it. I would like to apologize up front, <laughs> Shelby. Because I feel like somehow your rankings didn't really like pull down a lot of no! my stuff, but I definitely you destroyed mine. I know it. Yeah, I'm dragging your top picks <laughs> to the bottom. It. So I'm. That's because you have no taste. Let the record <laughs> show. <laughs> I mean, we'll see who has taste by you know whose <laughs> movies are at the top, but. Yeah. So the way that we did this, this was a lot of mathematical calculations on our <laughs> I'm part. I'm so proud of you, yeah. So let me break this down for you. So Shelby and I both did our individual rankings of all of the movies that we saw this year. And I allotted points to each movie based on the spot that we ranked it. So if you 
ranked a movie number one, it gets one point. If you ranked a movie number 83, it gets 83 points. If both of us saw the movie, then you just (laughs) add those points together. So like if Shelby ranked it one and I ranked it 10, it has 11 points. Easy schmeasy. However, there are some movies that only one of us saw. And so in order to kind of balance that out, (laughs) what I did was I took the average difference between our scores on movies that we had seen, which is 24 spots. So on the average, (laughs) you and I separated movies by 24. And I added that. What are you even talking about? No, I'm, ex- I'm is, excited. Yes. This is a very yes. interesting fact. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, so if a movie was only seen by one of us, it gets that score doubled plus 24. That's the math behind it. It's all very exciting, I'm sure. But I'm going to um, send down a breakdown with the... We'll post that to Facebook. Just a 30-page oh, yeah, on how this... Yes. <laughs> I have an Excel spreadsheet. I have some Word documents. (laughs) I use my calculator app on my phone a lot for this. So just know that this is thoroughly calculated. (laughs) This is like the real deal math. I should have been an accountant. That's what I take away from this. You should have been doing the accounting for the Oscar Oscar voting. This is such a unique and revolutionary (laughs) way to do it. I will say that I have seen the movie The Accountant about 17 times (laughs) with my dad, who is obsessed with it. Oh my gosh. Did you like that one? Not particularly. It's a shame that's not in this year's (laughs) listing, because that could be a bottom feeder. But... Anyways, shall we get into the list? Yeah, let's do it. Whatever. I'm ready. Okay. So coming in at 113th, the (laughs) bottom of the list, is the movie that I ranked 86th. So it gets 86 points from me times two because Shelby didn't see it. And then plus 24, giving it 196 (laughs) points is, are you ready for this? Suspiria Oh you're such a hater That was your least favorite movie of the whole year Yeah seven Tilda Swinton Performances a lot of makeup (laughs) Here's the thing there's lots of bad movies Which we will be getting to shortly But this one was over two and a half Hours long like if you're gonna give me a Bad movie at least make it short (laughs) Like this was too too long And I just couldn't handle it Right no that's great that's good to know Because I was gonna avoid it anyways So yeah, it's horror, you know, just hard pass <laughs> from that. It's a remake. The be- the original's better. Um, okay, moving on. Number 112, we have another movie that you didn't see, Hotel Artemis, which oh, was wow. the, like, weird John Wick maybe spinoff starring Jodie Foster. It was, it was like oh, a sci-fi thing that was about a hotel where like a sa- or a hospital where assassins go. It just did not make any sense. And it was very <laughs> boring. It should have been exciting. It yeah, was not. That's too so, bad. I had that at 83 on my list and it was, okay. you know, did not fare well. Um, and then one more movie that you didn't see that was near the bottom <laughs> of my list, Hellfest. The uh, really terrible horror movie where just everybody gets stabbed and there's nothing interesting that happens where they're in like a theme the, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Halloween one. Right. They're like at the Halloween festival, right? Yes. Which seems like a cool premise for a horror right. movie, but they did it terribly so i ranked it 81 and here it is at 111 okay (laughs) guess we should avoid it so here is the spot where your movies start entering shelby uh tied for the spot with hellfest is your bottom movie 
Uncle oh, Drew. Uncle Drew was the worst experience of my life. It was it's like based on this commercial, which I had no attachment to, but I guess famous basketball players get their makeup done to be old dudes and they still rock at basketball. And they took that commercial and they made a feature length film starring NBA players who don't know how to act. And it was so painful. I went with my husband. I would not recommend it for anyone. And for some pe- reason, people still enjoyed it. But I think those people are not not great people. <laughs> Just yeah. don't watch it. Please. I'm begging. I like sort of wanted to see it and then oh never got around to it. And yeah. now I'm kind Just of don't. like, well, Shelby has bad taste. So maybe <laughs> I will like it a lot. <laughs> no, trust me on this one. Please. Honestly, it's trash. Okay. I'll try to avoid it. <laughs> Next up, one slot higher on your list at number 80 (laughs) and 109 overall, The Kissing Booth. The Kissing Booth is a Netflix movie that for some reason people will not shut up about. They think it's the cutest, cleverest It's getting a sequel. I know. I'm so disappointed in humanity. I think it is so toxic and so problematic and just like, ugh. I could just write an essay about why this film is bad for generations of youth to come. But just trust me and please don't stream it because we have enough terrible things on Netflix to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I I will not be watching that Did one. You, that one looks bad. You don't, it doesn't appeal to you, the YA no. romance about... <laughs> You know, I can get down with a good YA every now and again. There are some on this list that are ranked a lot higher, but that one just did not not tickle the fancy. And when you said it was bad, I was like, okay, Shelby knows. And Joey King, who's the star, still looks like a 12-year-old. So I think that just also makes it really frustrating to watch her hook up with these like 28-year-old looking dudes. So it just Mm. didn't work for me. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. So next up, tied at 108, are both of our 79th ranked movies. You oh. have Every Day. Oh, I have yeah. Flower. What is Every Day? I don't even know what this Every is. Every Day. It's a YA movie, another one. This came out in like January. And so it stayed at the bottom for a long time for me. But it's basically, it's based on a novel that I really enjoyed where this soul wakes up in a different body every day and so it's like sometimes a boy sometimes a girl like sometimes black sometimes white gay straight and so anyways he starts to develop feelings or it starts to develop feelings for this girl and it's about falling in love with like the soul of a person rather than the physical body and the book is really great the movie is so laughably bad. I don't I'm not I don't even set a high bar for YA films usually, but this one just kept doing the weirdest, cheesiest, dumbest stuff and the acting was just horrendous. The script was so bad. It was a it was a hot mess. I would just never watch it again. <laughs> Where it must be in like a YA territory because Flower was another sort of weird YA movie where this girl's brother says that somebody sexually abuses him, but he like doesn't know who it is. She thinks that it is a teacher at the high school. So mm-hmm. she goes over to his house, gets him drunk, and then tries to frame him for like having sexual relations with a student, like <laughs> okay. when he's drunk, by like video taping her in the process she inadvertently murders this man played by adam (laughs) scott and then has to go on the run also turns out that that guy wasn't the one who was sexually molesting the boy anyways it's a weird like 
but it's sort of a comedy, despite <laughs> that that's what it's about. It was just a jumbled mess. interesting. I'm kind of into it. I kind of want to give it a try, I guess. I saw this because it was one of those movie pass movies. Oh, and yeah. they sent me an email that was like, hey, we're doing an exclusive early showing of this. Do you want to come and see it? And I was like, ooh, this is kind of like, like bougie and cool. <laughs> free, sign me up. And then I saw it and I was like, ah, yes, this is the reason why Netflix was in charge of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll probably avoid it then. Uh, next up at number 106 is another movie that I have never heard of before. What is Hurricane Heist? <laughs> oh boy hurricane heist is a disaster natural disaster film meets bank heist where this crew of criminals decides the best time to rob some sort of federal like paper making something or other site is during a category six hurricane like the biggest hurricane ever seen ever known to man and so people get involved and there's a lot going on and they end up having to outrun this hurricane which i don't think is how hurricanes really work but they're like being chased by this storm front that sucks up cars like tornadoes it was it was, was like a netflix mid- movie oh no 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 this had a theatrical release it made who like- was in it it was nobody really famous. I don't even remember any major stars. It was I was shocked it was in theaters. It was one that I think just kind of showed up and then disappeared a couple weeks later. It is available on Netflix now though if you want to watch it. It's not good, but if you like like Sharknado or like any of those sci-fi sort of the sci-fi cable movies, it might be up your alley. <laughs> Not great, but you know, it knows what it is. I I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like the fact that I'd never heard of it says enough as it is. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. One slot higher than that is a movie that I think everybody thought was going or maybe not everybody thought was gonna be good, but people it was buzzy when it came out. You saw it, you ranked it number seventy six. It's Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence's Red Sparrow. Did you not see this? No. I did oh, not. Oh, wow. Wow. Count yourself you lucky. You said it was, it was bad, and I was <laughs> like, was hard pass. I know, but you never listened to me, so I'm just surprised, you know, that Jennifer Lawrence's boobies didn't <laughs> draw you well, out like it the, did everyone. The critics also said it was bad, and then, yeah. like, I have a couple of people in my life who I keep as kind of like a Rorschach test or whatever for <laughs> if they if they like it, then I know that it's really going to be bad. And right. all of those people were like, it's a great movie. Like, it's gritty and it's really uh, yeah. good. And I was like, nope, never mind. Well, Hard what's pass. interesting about it is I think it was meant, I heard this through the grapevine at least, is that it was a script meant to be the Black Widow origin story for Marvel, but they rejected it. And so someone took it and made like a, like a different film based around this idea because it's a redheaded Russian who gets swept into becoming a, a secret assassin to like save her mom or something. And it's all about her training and like how she's secretly good, but she has to do these bad things. And then she starts to believe she's bad. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just an excuse to see Jennifer Lawrence naked. And it's just like, it was not good. It was really not fun at all. So avoid it. I'm glad you trusted me on that. Yeah. Uh, so next up, this is a whole string of movies that you saw and ranked oh, low wow. that I did not see. <laughs> uh, number 104 
is Alpha. This is like the wolf. This is like oh, the guy who, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. like left alone with a wolf or something. <laughs> yeah. I saw well, commercials for dog, it and had so. no desire. Well, it's like, so it's been teased for years, I think. It just kept getting yes. pushed back. And I always saw the trailer and it's like about the first man's best friend and it's like oh puppies you know and so we went when we just had time to kill between things and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be and there's actually like one really cute moment where they start to play fetch with each other like this (laughs) this caveman and his wolf and it's just so tender that it just it just raised a couple spots on my on my list but yeah I wouldn't recommend but not many yeah because <laughs> you put it at 72 so yeah well that's true it's not great it's not and it was weird because they like wrote their own caveman language for it which i hate when movies do that they like a hard pass make a language and it just didn't work it was very distracting okay one slot above that and one slot above it on your list as well at number 103 <laughs> yeah. is hunter killer Yes. The greatest trailer I saw all year, hands down. It was just a magnificent Gerard Butler (laughs) vehicle. I went and saw this one alone and I thought it was going to be more campy and like a Gerard Butler film, but it was actually kind of like serious and trying to be like Jack Reacher or something, you know, like one of those old timey, like like even the um, Hunt for Red October, like it was very serious and not as fun as I wanted it to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jack Reacher is pretty campy and involves Tom <laughs> You're Cruise. Right. You're right. Jack Ryan is the one I meant. All of them forgettable, though, obviously. So here's a question for you. The the movie one slot above that, Den of Thieves, <laughs> does that also star Gerard that's Butler? Gerard Butler. That is. That's a bank robber one where Gerard Butler plays like a hardened criminal who's the bad guy. And it came out in like Dumpuary last year. And we went and saw it. And it was actually like, there was a few clever parts, but it just never fully committed for us. And Gerard Butler was just like trying way too hard to be like the bad guy. Like he was trying to be like Denzel Washington in Training Day, you know? Like he was just yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm freaking tough as nails. And if you get in my way, I'm going to freaking kill you. And it just, it was fun. He was going for that Oscar <laughs> nom. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't pay off. The Oscar nom that did pay off, number oh, 101 no. on my list, is The Wife. Starring oh. <laughs> Glenn Close, who is probably going to win an Oscar for this extremely see dull this. movie. I bet I'd like it. I think you would like it. You would like the message of it because it's about this woman who the wife of a famous author who wins the Nobel Prize in literature. And it's basically this whole week that she spends like kind of following him around. Where is it? Oslo, Copenhagen, some uh-huh. northern European city where he's going through all of this stuff and you slowly kind of realize that she has more to do with his writing than you initially Classic. suspect. Um, and it's... Yeah, I know, they're the worst. <laughs> uh, she, her acting is fine. I mean, it's like it's good for what it is, but the movie's terrible. There's a couple mm. other people in, acting in the movie that are disasters. It's just like not... It's like whatever. It, Did like she not maybe see it on a plane. Much? Not as much range as like in 101 Dalmatians or... Oh, no, definitely not <laughs> as much as 101 Dalmatians. That's a That's classic. too bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I actually just rewatched that like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. a modern 
piece of art. At number 100, Shelby, is the oh. first movie on the list that both of us have seen. Oh, wow. What, I did it. Do you have any guesses on what the lowest ranked combined movie that you and I have seen is? I'm going to guess uh, Fantastic. No, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to look at my list. Mid-90s? No. Dang it! Uh, you loved that one. I should have known. <laughs> You no, this movie, this I ranked number 84. You ranked number 77. It is the Amy Schumer disaster. Um, I feel I forgot pretty. forgot about that one. <laughs> that is, it's not even worth talking about. It made me so annoyed. I went with a bunch of girlfriends and they all told me after they were like, we could tell you were so <laughs> bothered. I would just like, instead of laughing, I would just scoff and just like derisively stare down my nose at the screen. Everything about it annoyed me except Michelle Williams, who was just a treasure, even in that role. But how did they convince her to be in that? Like, that's I what know. I want to know. Yeah, I know. I think she was hoping it'd be more fun and it just wasn't any fun. It was like, ugh. Blah. But I'm not a big Amy Schumer fan, so. Yeah. I mean, I like Trainwreck, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> Tied at number 99 is both of our movies that we ranked 68. For oh. you, it is Aquaman. And for me, it is Bad Times at the El Royale, <laughs> which I will say had a freaking amazing trailer. And if you and if I had it to pick did. a movie that like I was so hyped to so see. Stoked. And then it f- was a train wreck <laughs> disaster of a movie. It was this. Like, this was the greatest gap between that. expectations and reality <laughs> for me. I know. You were so bummed out about it. But I I feel like Aquaman, it really just settled right where it should on my list. I mean, it was not good. And it was distracted by its own CGI. And it just, you know, DC, it can't. It can't compete, so don't Julie bother. Andrews is a racist fish didn't, uh, ex- <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't make you really want to bump it up higher? It. No, no, not for me. I'm just waiting for Princess Diaries 3, so. Oh, yeah, she'll be great at that. <laughs> she'll be great. Uh, number 97 is another movie that you saw that I didn't see. The Melissa McCarthy Life of the Party. <laughs> you didn't see this one? No, again, it looked terrible. And it I was is like, terrible. Ugh. But the thing about R-rated comedies is I feel like they all sort of just are at the same level. And it's either you have an extreme where like one of them happens to turn out to be great, like game night. Or you have like the worst, like I feel pretty. But otherwise, they're just like not disappointing because they're just like on par with what you <laughs> expect, sort of. And this is just like dumb enough that it was sort of funny. And Melissa McCarthy, I think, is more charismatic than Amy Schumer. So I had fun watching it, but I don't feel a need to watch it again. I mean, I'm sure it was better than I Feel Pretty, but that is yeah. a low bar. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. comedies ranked higher than this on this list. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, ranked one slot higher at number 96 is a movie that is definitely not a comedy. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, <laughs> which I saw and you did not... Yeah, a but it's like six depressing short films in a row. Very long. Nothing really happens in a couple of them. Mm-hmm. A lots of people die in strange ways, but not fun strange ways. Yeah, it, it was a Netflix release. It got a couple of Oscar nominations, so I watched it because of that. But really, this is a movie that you could easily pass on. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. even really to talk about. 
You hated it. I mean, clearly. Number 66 on my list. So I guess <laughs> I, there were you 19 movies I liked. Yeah. I liked less. But <laughs> I feel like with these lists, it's like the bottom like 30 or so are all just like bad for me. <laughs> Well, this is interesting because you sent me a text at some point that was like, uh, like, uh, like everything after 30 is just bad. Yeah. And I felt like I had almost the exact opposite where I genuinely like like maybe the top 60 movies. And then oh, there's wow. like a very strong division and we fall into the movies that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, that division probably starts for me around 40, I guess. So, well, we'll get there. We'll we get will there. get there. <laughs> Something I think that's probably safely below that line for both of us, though. Uh, Number 95, you saw Venom. Oh, yeah. You know, Venom was more fun than I think people want to admit. And it was, like, entertaining enough that I would watch it again. But it just is also one of the worst films I've ever seen. So I felt like I couldn't rank it that high because it's really significantly bad. But again, Michelle Williams, a treasure. And it was just like a weird twist because it's about a villain, but it becomes like this sort of like buddy cop movie. And it was weird, <laughs> but fun. <laughs> yeah, I... I had n- I'm not a superhero person as you know. Yeah. And and you didn't make me watch this one so I didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how it goes. It's fine, yeah. Okay, number 94, we come to our first best picture nominee. <laughs> Would you care to guess which one it is? Oh man. Um I'm trying to remember all the best picture nominees now. It's not I don't know. What is it? It's a movie that you didn't see. Vice oh. <laughs> at number oh, yeah. sixty-five totally on my list. About that. I know uh, what this movie. I don't know. I don't understand how it got nominated for Best Picture. I can sort of see how Christian Bale was nominated for right. something just because he has so much makeup on. But like this movie is so confusing, and there's so many things going on. You get whiplash just watching it. The yeah, Dick I mean, Cheney the story is, is not like, that interesting. Like, why? Why? I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think we've seen it through this whole award series season where it's like every different award has, like, every different guild or academy or whatever else has awarded a different film, like, Best Picture. So it's like, no one knows what's going on. I don't know how Vice got on the list because it seems like there are so many others which we went into on our oscar episode but it's just like yeah it seems like people got lazy and we're just like ticking off like favorite directors with good actors and put them in the best picture lineup yeah i don't understand a movie <laughs> that i would have rather seen in best picture and number 93 on our list, Gabrielle Union in Breaking In, which... <laughs> I wanted to see this, yeah. This is about the line for me where we start getting into stuff that I Whoa. enjoyed because this is easily one of those like so bad that it's good movies. Yes. It's horror. She's trying to break back into a house that her kids are in with these like <laughs> evil people who are holding them hostage. It's so campy. The lo- the dialogue is just disastrously funny. I was laughing through the whole thing. And <laughs> like there are actually good kills in it because basically she's systematically killing all these henchmen who are wandering nice. around the house. And it's a, it's a good time. I, it's definitely worth a watch if you like bad horror movies. Oh, yeah. That's on my list. I can't wait for it to pop up on Netflix or something. Yeah. I also 
think that maybe it might be rated PG thirteen. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. not. Maybe it is rated R. But I. But it's one of those like horror movies that's like kind of less friendly. horror rate. Yeah. 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 You could watch it with the kids. For sure. Okay. Number 92. I don't know how, like, you dragged this movie up because <laughs> I had it at number 85, like, second from the bottom. And somehow you, like, managed to drag it up this high. Is it's it a upgrade. Oh. <laughs> no, not a wrinkle. Yes. Upgrade. Okay. I know you hated this and I can see all your complaints, but I really appreciated the originality. And like the gutsiness of doing something that was so unsatisfying. Because this I is had the to give Fifty Shades of Grey actor who gets a computer chip in his head and becomes a like martial yeah, arts Yeah, like starts spider. to take over his... Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. And I honestly thought some of the... Especially the first like fight scene where he, he gives himself over to this computer to kind of take control of his body. It was so well shot and just like very interesting to me and so gruesome and i definitely didn't watch parts of it but ultimately i thought it was a really really clever film and didn't i'm trying to remember wasn't there a movie that came out that kind of copied it and i was like <laughs> upgrade did it first but now i can't remember what i don't was. know the thing with this movie is that <laughs> The that great fight scene, which yeah. is great, is in the trailer. So that's why I went to see the movie, and <laughs> then literally the rest of the movie's <laughs> not as good as that. You can't lower something on the list just because the trailer ruined it for you. No, I lowered it on the list because of all of the insane twists <laughs> in that movie that make no sense. Yeah, it was fun. It, it tried. It was a swing, and it and it it swung for the fences. You know. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> We're clearly in the section of the list where I put all of my like so bad it's good movies because right. in number 91 we have The First Purge which oh. was the like Purge prequel where they got Marissa Tomei to come in and shoot for I think maybe about 2 hours with no costume changes and then just use like a CGI green screen to put her in like in multiple places throughout the movie so she's what? wearing the same exact outfit like on different days even though like the Purge <laughs> It's 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 mind blowing. The <laughs> acting's bad. The story makes little to no sense, but it's still a very watchable movie. Isn't and that a great the one with the Purge season? Juliet from Lost. No, is she in it? No. Oh, I think she might mind. be in one of the earlier ones. She's not oh, in this. Okay. This okay. has the uh, La Guerta from Dexter is in it. If you watch <laughs> that, and Marissa Tomei, and then a bunch okay. of people who aren't famous at all. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> don't care about it okay now we have gotten to a wrinkle in time which again you dragged up (laughs) i know it's honestly one of the worst movies i've seen but i still cried during it and i i can't really justify it except there's something just like really sweet about seeing this little girl who like felt I don't even remember what her speech was about, but it really she triggered had something in me. <laughs> yeah, and she just had to love herself and she saved her dad who was like freaking Chris Pine, so of course I was there for it, but I don't I can't I can't claim this movie to be better than it was cuz it's not good, but I mean, I put it at 64, so it's not like I had it in my top 10, let's be clear. But there's just something really endearing about the finale speech the girl gives. Mm, Okay. Really rescued it. (laughs) Uh, Finale is an appropriate word because at number 89, you have Operation Finale. (laughs) Yeah, this is a Nazi movie with um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Uh, It was just fine. I think that we've talked about it on one of the episodes. It was, yeah, 
It was fine. I think they wanted it to be an Oscar contender. It had Oscar Isaacs in it, and it just wasn't great. Another movie that was just fine, number 88, Isle of Dog, which is <laughs> nominated, which is is nominated for an Oscar. It yeah. is the Wes Anderson movie from this year. It stopped animation. It had some controversy because he's not mm. Japanese, but like the yeah. movie is all sort of Japanese styled and apparently not one hundred percent accurate. It's sort of an aesthetic, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This the plot was fine. Here's the other thing. Like I like dogs, but I've n ne- I didn't have a dog growing up. And so watching a whole movie that's just like one kid trying to find his dog in a junkyard is like, like not exactly Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like whatever. <laughs> Go get another one. <laughs> uh okay. Number eighty seven. You ranked at number fifty seven I did not see it. It is Adrift, the Shailene Woodley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have a thing for disaster and survival flicks. And this is about a couple who is stranded, whose boat capsizes and they're left without like, you know, sails and they're stuck floating on an endless ocean hoping to survive. And it, it was surprisingly good to me. It was actually very thoughtful and I thought the music and cinematography was really beautiful. It was like sort of long and and kind of, you know, they're just kind of suffering on the waves. And it's like if you've seen any movie about a survival on the ocean, then you kind of know how it plays out. But there was a pretty cool scene at the end that I think elevated it too. So did she also give a speech about her hair? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Number 86 is the first movie that we're getting to on this list that we have covered <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, wow. Do you want to guess what our lowest ranked podcast covering movie is? I want to say oh, Jurassic World. Yes. yes! Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you had it at number 60. I had it at number 77. Oh, yeah. We did a whole episode about it. The, the movie was like tonally very off half the movie was one movie half the movie was completely different i just remember the music as they're like falling in slow-mo through the glass ceiling it just was like so much it was operatic or something i'll just forever remember where the scene where chris pratt goes the dinosaur is chasing us we have to turn off the lights it was like (laughs) why (laughs) yeah there was some good some good laughs to be had in there just everything really i think we started on that and we can only go up in the podcast (laughs) you know yeah exactly okay number 85 is a movie that you didn't see it was kind of small called gemini it was a zoe kravitz like murder mystery that came out early this year yeah i'd never heard of it it was she's like a rock star who is murdered and her like assistant is the suspect and john cho is in it as like a cop who's kind of investigating her but i think there was a reason why it didn't necessarily get good distribution and that's because it kind of didn't make sense and there was some twists (laughs) at the end that were weird also there was about 900 characters in this movie so as you were going through you're like well obviously none of these people did like committed the murder because they have only been in like two seconds of the movie and the person who did it would have been in more time than that right i don't know it was fine it was whatever it wasn't great but <laughs> but it's there. it had some cool music yeah, yeah. <laughs> very middle of the pack okay <laughs> next up at 84 another ep- movie that we did on the podcast 
the Meg. Which, during the episode, I feel like I was higher on it than you were. But I ranked it 71 and you ranked it 62. So you must have come around to the Meg. I think... When I'm making this list, it's sort of hard to know how to compare things. And I'll eventually fall on, well, would I watch it again? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of my fallback. So it's like the Meg sucked and I was not happy with it. But would I watch it again? Like, maybe. (laughs) And that's also what I'm saying is like the bottom of this list for me are all just films that are sort of like, I mean, the bottom 10 I hate with a passion. And then there's like these 20 or so that I'm like, they're all just sort of bad, you know? Yeah. It was a struggle. It was hard to decide. Yeah. When you're ranking so many things, it's like such a nuance <laughs> of like, well, yeah. is the So Good It's Bad movie better than right. like a movie that was okay? <laughs> or there were some movies that were that had like a couple things that I really liked about them, but were like, right. had some things that I really the hated. Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, exactly. No, that was now just all it. things I hated. It was just, <laughs> the whole movie was bad. That's <laughs> why it was, that's why there were only four movies that I ranked lower than that. <laughs> Uh, okay, and number 83 is a movie that you saw that I didn't, Pacific Rim Uprising. This was a sequel? You, yes, this was a sequel. Don't sound so surprised. This I is- didn't see the original. So I was like, "Is this? <laughs> was this a sequel? I can't remember. Yes, it was. The first one was by Guillermo del Toro, which was amazing. And just like, if you love monster flicks, it's made for you. It's like a love letter to the genre. And this one, I think was... He was sort of involved, but ended up not directing it. So I think he had a production credit. Um, So it wasn't as good. And it kind of fell to a more campy. I mean, they're both campy. (laughs) It's about robots fighting giant monsters. So it's like you go in knowing what to expect. But this one had um, John Boyega from Star Star Wars. And it just wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. I was really excited by the trailers, but it was fine. It's like if you like monster flicks or or disaster flicks or robot flicks, then you'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> okay. I'll probably not see it ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At number 82 is a movie that we apparently have a very similar opinion on because you ranked it 63. I ranked it 62. Oh. It's Blockers. Yeah. I honestly probably would have put this higher. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. I love Leslie Mann. I thought all the kids were funny. It's about parents trying to stop their daughters from losing their virginity on prom night, which is sort of a dated idea, but they kind of address it and it's funny and clever. But what really dragged it down for me was that scene when they're in their like kinky neighbor's house or something. Oh, yeah. I just was like so uncomfortable with it because eventually it's like, the couple's blindfolded and like doing some sexy stuff trying to find each other and they run into these people sneaking around their houses so to avoid detection they have to then pretend to be the partner the blindfolded people are seeking and they end up like grabbing junk or making out or something and it was just like kind of off for me and it kind of ruined the whole the whole feel of the film i felt like this movie suffered from a thing i hate about comedies where the first half is hysterical and basically pure jokes and then the second half is trying to save the movie by doing a bunch of sentimental sappy things (laughs) and really isn't funny at all and i just i was like Mm. could like just keep the fun going or make it like sort of sentimental from the beginning don't give me this like half and half right. thing because then the back half of the movie's boring. Like yeah, I'd gladly like- watch the first half again, but the second <laughs> half I was like almost falling asleep. Yeah, there were a lot of speeches about loving your child regardless and letting them grow up and 
It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Number 81, I think, is a movie that maybe we're going to get into a little bit of a fight about. I ranked it number 50. You ranked it number 75. It's mid-90s. <laughs> I just hated this. I mean, I can't remember if we ever talked about it on our podcast or if we were just texting about it. But everything about it just made me so mad. And it was not entertaining. And I felt like it rambled for far too long. And it should have like ended after the the like oldest kid takes the youngest for like a skate ride through the street during sunset. I thought it was over. And then it goes on for another half hour for no conceivable reason. I just hated it. I liked the skateboarding shots and thought that the friends were kind of funny but what i didn't get about this movie is i felt like it was trying to say a bunch of profound things but didn't really end up saying any of them because it was spread too thin and there was just too (laughs) many things that were sort of like left dangling with with like no (laughs) resolution to and i think that jonah hill who was the director thought he was being you know (laughs) smart and profound by like not resolving things but it ended up just feeling lazy like yeah this movie either needed to cut a couple of plot lines or be like a half hour longer which it didn't need to be so it was i liked it it but i didn't love it It it's like a weird yeah there was like the weird abusive aggressive brother and then there was a lot of it was just a lot of bro for me i think it just became too much okay number 80 is another movie that i have no idea what this is you ranked it number 50. It's Damsel. Is this a Netflix movie? Oh, what is this? No. This is the Robert Pattinson cowboy movie that came out like in the summer or the fall. And honestly, I didn't want to go no see it. I have no recollection of this. Yeah, whatsoever. no. It's um it's the girl from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Oh, like Mio Vasha Kaska Lashka Rebat or whatever. Yeah. And so basically, it follows this cowboy who wants to propose to his longtime love. So he hires this chaplain to come with him to go rescue this girl who'd been kidnapped by a neighbor. But instead, it turns out that. Robert Pattinson is like the stalker who won't take no for an answer and is actually the reason this girl ran away to the woods with her lover. And so it kind of just subverts this like romantic trope. And then there's a lot of twists and it just ends up being this about this girl who just is more and more frustrated by the fact that these cowboys and then this Indian and then these like other people keep pursuing her as a romantic interest, even though she keeps saying she's not interested (laughs) and so of course it just spoke to me on a level i wasn't expecting and like the trailers did a horrible job of showing what it would be because it is sort of a hard movie to kind of package but it was actually a lot of fun and it was really like i don't know clever and different and kind of like an interesting reflection of the usual cowboy story so if you get a chance to like watch it i'd recommend giving it a shot I do love a stalker movie. So yeah. if that's what we've got going on here, I I'm more intrigued than I, I would mean, be. I mean it's like a it's like a comedy, I guess, sort of like a like a it's not like a stalker like thriller, you know. Oh. Oh. So okay, never mind. Less interested. Okay. Number seventy nine is a Netflix movie that we both saw. 
I ranked it 70. You ranked it 53. It's The Package, the movie about (laughs) the guy who gets his penis cut off on a camping trip and then his friends have to try to get the severed penis to him in the hospital while from the middle of the wilderness in their little cooler before he just never gets his penis back. I I'm surprised you ranked it so low. Honestly, I started this movie with zero expectations and I've never laughed so hard. I don't know if we were just in a slap happy mood or what was going on, but I cannot recommend this movie enough. I tell everyone I know to watch it because it made me laugh so hard. See, this is that thing where it's it's in that group of movies that I do <laughs> like, but I di- it's not like I dislike this movie. There was right. just a lot of movies that I liked this year. <laughs> the best part about this movie for me was Geraldine Viswanathan, who is also, I think, the best part of Blockers. And yeah. I just need her to have a movie where she is the star because it, <laughs> she's, she's being dragged down by a bunch of not as good <laughs> actors. Like, put her in something that you would have Amy That's Schumer true. normally be yeah. in and it will be amazing. Yeah, no, she was really good. It was, it's so stupid. You you don't think a movie that's subsiding on dick jokes alone can work, but for some reason, <laughs> this one really did for me. Well, they are not afraid to go there. There was yeah. a bunch of like very cringeworthy <laughs> spots in this movie. Like at one point, a what is it? Like a a rattlesnake yeah. bites, bites the. <laughs> bites the the severed penis and then one of them has to suck the venom out (laughs) of the severed penis it's like what like it's so cringy but it is also fairly entertaining to watch i really want to watch it again there's like everything about it it just got more and more wild and it just worked Oh, yeah, it was it was it was wild. That's a good word for it. Okay, tied for 78 are the two movies that we both ranked number 48 comedies. For you, it's Deadpool 2. And for me, it's Johnny English Strikes Again. So a couple of of great sequels there. Johnny English beat the package. Oh, I love Johnny English. And this was not the best Johnny English movie, but... I, I didn't even know it. that a new Johnny English came out. Like, how I long has it been? It came since out this fall one. sometime. Uh, uh, it's been like five or six years since the last one. <laughs> Here's the thing. I When they made a second one, I was shocked because I was like, yeah. did the first one do well? But apparently it does amazing in the UK. Like, oh, yeah. Johnny English is like huge in the sense. UK. So then it comes here and basically just British people who live in America and my family <laughs> still watches these. <laughs> But how was Deadpool? Deadpool uh, was fine. It's like, you know, Ryan Reynolds is very charming. And I think it's very clever. This movie wasn't as like sharp witted as the first one I hear. But it was still like good. It's really gory and gruesome though. And I don't always love that. So there's like a lot of like violent jokes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why it's so low for me. I just didn't care that much. Okay. Number 76 is a movie that I uh, <laughs> sort of sort of liked, like sort of hated, but kind of like you hated it. Uh, oh, okay. It's Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes <laughs> of Grindelwald, which you ranked at 74. I, I ranked it 46. It. Oh my gosh. Really? Mm. I, I felt like it was fun to watch, even if it didn't really it make sense. It was not fun to watch. It was so boring. They were just like walking around like nothing was happening. There were no crimes. There was magic. 
There was. <laughs> there was like three spells and they were all nonsense. You know what? The, <laughs> anything that you could put anything in the world of Harry Potter and I'll automatically stick it in the top half <laughs> just because like it's nostalgia. No, I guess. But there is no nostalgia. That's what's crazy is it's pissing all over the thing you hold most nostalgic. It's like, Dumbledore's it's just... brother who's long lost. <laughs> How is that not nostalgic? Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't even talk about it. It sucked and that's why it's so low on my list and everyone should trust me. Yeah, you drag that one down. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a whole episode of you complaining about it. So viewers, yeah. <laughs> listeners can go re-listen to that. Yeah. Okay, tied for 75 are the movies that we both ranked 47. For you, it oh, is wow. Bumblebee. For me, it is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Both sequels that I think were like, fine. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Bumblebee is technically what we call a spinoff. But, or oh, even, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's actually, sorry, it's a prequel. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Transformer movies, but this one takes place in the 80s I'm not. before it. <laughs> oh, and okay. it's about the yellow robot that appears in the Transformers film with Shia LaBeouf. So this one is Haley Steinfeld, and she is really cute. The music is cute, it was just fine. I think people gave it a lot better scores just because they were comparing it to the awful <laughs> Transformer films. So this is definitely light years ahead of all the Transformer flicks, but it's still just an okay movie that's about a robot, you know? Yeah. And wreck ralph is fine, too. I really like the yeah. first one. The second one is fine. Okay. Number 73. When I saw this on your list, I was <laughs> gobsmacked. I was like, I'm what sorry. is I know. she thinking i i think i know what one this is but either way i'm sure <laughs> we disagree what is it i ranked this number 80 you ranked it <laughs> 35 it's ant-man oh. and the frigging wasp oh yeah you know i was i was unsure about this and i was like honestly i should rewatch this to see why i keep ranking this so high because i can't yes. remember <laughs> But I ended up staying with it because it was one of the few movies that I actually went online and like get, like on my Letterboxd account, like reviewed, like I gave it a four star rating. And so I just decided to trust that version of myself and like keep it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in the middle. Of the oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I liked it, didn't I? When we were talking about it on our episode. I don't remember you like standing <laughs> this movie. I thought you would put it like not standing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a higher it's like than a lot of other stuff. <laughs> that just shows how many dumb movies I watched this year. Is this I like, guess. And you need Paul to pick Rudd, better movies know. to see next year if Ant-Man is number 35 <laughs> out of I know. 80. I knew yours would be so much lower. 80 though? Like I don't I don't think it was that bad. You just have a Marvel dislike you know it's a bias that is that is only partially true because there was one <laughs> marvel movie this year which we will get to later that i liked quite a bit so <laughs> yeah well i don't know what to say i it was a it was a gut from my past and i just i had to follow it you know i didn't want to rewatch it which i guess should have told me yeah no but. i i didn't want to rewatch <laughs> it either Okay, something that we can agree on, though. Number 72 overall, you had it at 56, I had it at 57. It's Tag. Mm, I really like this yeah. movie. The fact that yeah. it's not higher for me says a lot about how good the movies wow, were yeah. this year, I think. Because I thoroughly enjoyed this. Really thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, yeah, it was fun. I thought Jeremy Renner was amazing. Yes. And he was so charming in it. And I wanted like a whole movie with just him making 
smirk smirking at the camera because it was just it did something you know <laughs> i loved jeremy renner i really liked john ham in this movie i liked the inner monologues of jeremy renner when he was trying to tag or where people were trying to tag him i thought yeah. the twist sort of with his fiance was really funny <laughs> and then when it got to the end of the movie and they showed real life clips of the people that yeah. this was based on and the fact that it was just as ludicrous as the movie <laughs> version like even the weird freaking costumes that they wore were the same <laughs> i was really like that bumped it up and even really a, another level for you. me yeah spoke i was like midwestern heart yeah well i just like it when <laughs> it's like if you're gonna base it on uh on something in real life right. i want it actually to be based on that and yeah. i thought oh like this is like i'm sure that somebody somewhere plague tag and that's what they're basing this off of but then when i saw like oh no this is like similar to the thing they're that like actually happened playing tag yeah yeah it was fun bonus points yeah, okay it's on hbo now too so Ooh, anybody can watch it. <laughs> number 71 is a failed Oscar vehicle for Natalie Portman. I saw it ranked at number 44. It's oh, Vox yeah. Lux, which is a yeah. wild movie. It, in, I want to Truly see it. insane. I don't know if you would like it or not, cause it is, <laughs> but it is like swinging for the fences a million times over. Yeah. She's doing a ludicrous accent. She sings <laughs> and like does basically a 15 minute, like full on Britney Spears type concert set at the yeah. end. It is like, like Live Aid. something to behold. Yes. Live Aid, yeah. but better than Live Aid. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list. Once it pops up on something, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're into, Natalie Portman at all. It's like something to watch. I'm surprised that she didn't get nominated for more stuff because she is really, really? giving a performance, even though the movie is <laughs> no kind of a disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the movie, there, it's, it's a lot. Okay. Number 70. Another movie that I thought was fine and you, I think, also thought was fine. Ocean's 8. The yeah. all women's oceans remake. I wanted to like this more than I did. Me too. It was like kind of whatever. For Anne Hathaway yeah. was really good in it. The rest of it I thought was kind of lackluster. Yeah, that's all there is to say about it. Yeah. Okay. Number sixty-nine <laughs> uh, <laughs> is is another movie that I saw that you didn't see. Another failed Oscar. A vehicle white boy rick the matthew mcconaughey <laughs> is a has a son who's a detroit gangster movie yeah i really it. liked this because it was set in detroit and there's snow and matthew mcconaughey nails a michigan accent i ranked it number 43 but overall i felt like the movie was kind of like a weird weirdly structured movie and sort of nothing really happened i think if i mm -hmm. had not been from michigan i would have ranked this a lot lower <laughs> So wow, look at that loyalty. Way to go. Yeah, I know. Loyal to my state. Okay. Yeah. Another movie that we basically agreed on. You had it at 55. I had it at 53. It's American Animals. Yeah. I mean, this was one that was also promoted by MoviePass, and it's like about the true story of um, these kids who decide to rob uh, special collections in their library. And it features like the actual thieves. Yeah, it was. It's like half documentary because, yeah. like, the actual people who who stole the books are narrating, but then also, but then they're played by actual actors. Like Evan right. Peters is the main one, but also other people. It's it's very strange. It had a pretty, I ranked it this low because it was kind of boring and it really dragged and the format didn't always work. But honestly, the chunk where they actually do the heist was really well done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I liked very it. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> very uncomfortable to watch. It's about as well as a heist. It's like real life heist. You know, that's yes. how a heist would actually go. Yes, definitely. Disastrously. Okay. At number 67, a movie I was a little bit higher than you on, but not much. You had it at 59. I had it at 49. It's the Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet, Beautiful Boy, <laughs> which again yeah. was sort of like... Yeah, it was just disappointing. It they didn't seem to be doing either of them seemed to be doing their best. It was just kind of it was just boring. <laughs> when Timothy Chalamet didn't get nominated for an Oscar for this, I was like, yeah, that's right, he shouldn't. Yeah, it, this, it wasn't a good performance, and it's not a great movie. Like it was fine. Yeah, I know. I I expected more of it, and I was just kind of like bored by it. Meh. Whatever. So. Okay. Next, we have a couple more movies that you saw that I didn't. In number 66, oh, we have Overlord. What Overlord. Is, this is the zombie I think you'd like Nazi this. one? Yes, it's the Nazi zombie flick. It is very gruesome. So that's why it was kind of low for me was just because it became a little too much. Like I just was like, okay, we get it. You can like show broken spines and stuff. But it was actually very dark and gritty and well done. And the opening sequence where they're on like this this bomber jet like flying over it's crazy it was really good and it like took itself seriously so it never became campy or like oh we're a nazi zombie flick you know it was like it was just a war film that happened to feature zombies and it was really good okay well and at number 65 you have you were never really here oh yeah (laughs) this is like 41 on my list so it was like this is the joaquin phoenix one And it was just an interesting film. It was kind of different than what I expected. And I liked that it sort of subverted what you thought you were watching. And it turns out this guy who you think is like an assassin is actually a good guy who's like taking on sex rings. So it was interesting. I think it was ignored at all the awards and it should have been nominated for something. Best director, maybe get some female recognition up in there. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there were other mov- better movies directed by females this year, which we'll get to. They're higher ranked yeah. on our list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a movie that, uh, number 64, Annihilation. I had it at 74. You have it at 32. I think that I, I would know. have liked this movie if I hadn't read the book. I read the but book. I read the book. Yeah, but here's the thing. I read the book and I friggin' <laughs> loved the book. And then I saw the movie yeah. and I was like, what is this? It's nothing like the book. And I think you had the exact opposite take. Yeah, yeah. I hated the book. I didn't enjoy the book. And the movie, I thought, captured what the book was trying to do, but just made it a lot more engaging and palatable. And the music and the and the score, it was just really good, I thought. I was disappointed you didn't like it. This is a Annihilation is like the perfect movie that we should do an episode on. You know what I mean? Like if that had come out, (laughs) it would have been such a good episode because there's so much in that movie. There's so much in that book. And there's just a lot going on. I mean, yeah, talk about it. And I think it's gotten a lot of hate. Like most people didn't like it. I think most critics didn't like it because it's just kind of weird. But it, it made you like think and it was really interesting. And I thought everyone did a really good job. And sure, they made some like campy choices but i thought it was good so you should try it (laughs) well a movie that we thought was slightly better at number 63 mary poppins returns (laughs) 
<laughs> I did not think that was better. I put that uh, like 10 below. So, Well, I put it 10 above. Five. So it, it averaged out. <laughs> I think this, the fact that Mary Poppins Return is number 63 on a list is, I think, a, a, the most appropriate thing that has yeah, ever happened yeah. in Mary Poppins Returns. It is fine. <laughs> It's and just nothing okay. More. Okay, yeah. tied at number 62, you have the Netflix to all the boys I've loved before, oh, yeah. and I have the hit musical sequel, <laughs> Mamma Mia, Here We oh, Go Again. No. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one. That was a that was a choice. It was a active choice I made. I did, had no interest in that sequel, but everyone loved it, and to them I say that's weird because the first one sucked. So I loved that movie, and <laughs> I tried to rank it like much higher, and then was like, shoot. Uh, there's nothing that I want to displace <laughs> it with, but like this could be a top ten movie. I freaking enjoyed it so much. I'm happy for you. Everyone enjoyed it. For it doesn't work for me. I can't get past the bad singing, the bad script, the weird storylines. This, lines. this like, movie has like better singing because Meryl Streep doesn't have to That's sing. True. Peace, yeah. Pierce Brosnan Pierce is like Brosnan. singing part of one song with somebody else, and they got all. It's basically an all new cast that's all people who are yeah, no names who. Can sing. Yeah, Lily James is great. And she can sing. Who knew? (laughs) Do you have anything to say about To All the Boys I've Loved Before? I didn't see it. It's a really cute YA. It's on Netflix. They're doing the sequel. It's based on a novel. It's honestly really sweet and tender if you want to watch a YA flick that's any good. That's That's an easy one to do. Also, it has a whole... It's about an Asian girl so diversity you know representation (laughs) yeah okay number 60 the second lowest oscar best picture nominee (laughs) shelby what did we rank only above vice out of the eight (laughs) okay a star is born yes yes i'm glad this movie's dumb the more i think about it the dumber it is yeah it's 60s fine for it and like it's not a bad movie but it's right. not a it's good well movie. made but it's yeah. like did it need made i don't think so no yeah it was fine i'm i'm really something inside of me is very happy that we ranked that lower than ready player one which is at 59 <laughs> which is a movie that i like sort of hated but also kind of really enjoyed and i love I that book too. yeah yeah i thought it worked almost better than the book because it's like challenges were more not riddles style. yeah yeah it was like anyone could enjoy it without having to know like weird nerdy stuff from the 80s so it kind of worked better in my mind it wasn't great but it was fun it's steven spielberg it was great it was just like i know, loved the shining time. sequence in it it was a good time all the way around <laughs> yeah okay in a very appropriate ranking number 58 and 57 are skyscraper and rampage <laughs> so <laughs> Dwayne you the Rock really Johnson those down for me. Yeah, yeah. You put <sighs> skyscraper at thirty, which again yeah. is mind blowing. I had it at seventy three. No. You liked Skyscraper. We can go back and listen I did, to the episode. but I didn't like you it. You enjoyed I didn't, it. <laughs> I did not like it enough to put it in the top 30 movies of was the year. Skyscraper was a fun film that knew exactly what it was and like and hit all the marks it had to. Like it was a good enough script, it was a good enough cast, it was a good enough storyline. And it was like that full package made it work better than some of these movies that either had a 
higher aim or a lower, you know what I mean? It's like, it worked how it was meant to. And I respect that. (laughs) It was something. Do you have anything to say about (laughs) Rampage? I didn't see it. No, it was fun. If you like, again, disaster, monster, rock, the rock movies, you'll enjoy Rampage. Okay. Uh, Number 56. I ranked this movie 37. You didn't see it. The Death of Stalin. Oh yeah. It it's a movie that is uh, it's about a bunch of like squabbling little white men who are fighting for power <laughs> and they're like screwing each other over and it's sort of fun to watch in the world of like of like a Donald Trump cabinet sort of situation but it really for me kind of like wandered off at some points and I felt like could have been better. I don't know. 37. I, I, I really did like sections of it. And this is where the ranking mm-hmm. is hard because it's like there were sections of it that I thought this is masterful and so fun right. and so funny. And then there were other sections that I was like, eh, kind of boring, but I put it up this high anyways. So whatever. Well, I probably won't watch it. Yeah. You, you can pass. Okay. <laughs> number 55. We got another best picture nominee what is it shelby take a guess okay it must be green book it is not green book dang it i don't know then what else is there uh there's roma there's the <laughs> favorite there's black panther there's bohemian rhapsody there's black Klansman. Okay. Uh, did you pull down black Klansman for me uh it is not black Klansman. okay <laughs> What is it? I don't understand how you did not. Uh, I guess you did rank this number 31, which again seems mind boggling to me. It's Bohemian Rhapsody, which oh, I ranked yeah, yeah, it yeah. at 67. This was tough. This was tough because I don't agree for the award hype it's getting. But if I took away all the accolades it's receiving, it's on the surface, a pretty entertaining film. And I thought the Live Aid concert was a really engaging piece of cinema. So it was like, would I watch this again? Probably. It was like a fun time to see the music and stuff. But on a moral level, like, I guess I, I don't really love it. I don't think that this was a good movie. I think that <laughs> it's not. the Queen songs were fun. And so it was like watching yeah. a bunch of Queen music videos in a row, which exactly. I think is a good time. <laughs> but the movie, aside from the song parts, was not great. And even some of the yeah. montages are just weird. I don't think the acting's great. The dialogue's bad. <laughs> It's it's a it's a mind boggling how it got fair. into that. You know, if you start to talk about it, I can see how I maybe gave it too much credit, but I also saw a lot of bad movies, so it's just hard to know yeah. where to fit this one in. <laughs> okay, number fifty four. This is this is a fight for for us. You ranked oh, no. it number twenty five. I ranked it seventy two. It's sorry <laughs> to bother you, which for me was a movie I- that was just. <laughs> like crazy and so weird and made little to no sense but it just might work (laughs) no (laughs) i really enjoyed it this is when i watched on hulu when it came out and i it kind of just like threw it on i was bored but i was really into it it was weird and zany and i thought it was also very smart and it just made me want to sit down and unpack it like i thought it was saying so much that I was like, whoa, like, this is interesting. Like, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was a refreshing film because I feel like it was one of the only films this year that kind of like 
it's message it had message there but it wasn't like on the nose but it was also like very fun to talk about and like explore in the context of our world today so it works for me and i'm not ashamed it it had a message hidden somewhere in there but there was so many like <laughs> weird voices and horse people and bright colors and <laughs> art gimmicks it. that i could not like decipher exactly what it was saying other than like i think capitalism's bad but i'm not really exactly <laughs> sure what else is going on here okay tied at number 53 are two movies that i think a lot of people this year said were very similar uh, my number 36 at eternity's gate the vincent van gogh movie and your mm. 36 overboard where anna <laughs> ferris gets married to like a cruise ship director or something and that is not at all no <laughs> overboard is a remake of a goldie hahn and kurt russell vehicle that is one of the greatest films i grew up on that turns out to be pretty problematic when you unpack it basically and in this version they gender swapped so basically what happens is this spoiled rich man hits his head and um doesn't remember anything and so this woman who's like who was cleaning his boat decides to like prank him or ruin his life basically by pretending that they're married so that he has to learn to take care of her kids and stuff and she gets free labor basically but then they end up falling in love and it's like is but this, this movie got horrible yes. reviews i know i know i'm embarrassed i guess on some critical level but ultimately it was like a very fun movie to watch and is, is Anna this Ferris like pure nostalgia really for you i don't think so because there were actually a lot of fun is this a fantastic it, um, beast uh, level of no, it starred a Hispanic man, and so there were a lot of like fun, fresh jokes, and like it leaned into like it didn't it didn't shy away from like you know his Spanish family spoke Spanish, like it was just like little things like that made it more endearing to me. Like it was like it was like fun. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Everyone should watch it. It's a good time. The fact that that made it into the top half of this <laughs> listing is insane to me <laughs> well have you seen it no i did not well That's... then what what are you basing that off of man i Why don't are you judging uh, it you said mean the, things the about mama me and you book. didn't see the Hello. second one. Oh, yeah. the cover is up the book the cover is up the... where's lynn manuel crikey yeah. here i am i'm here to change the light bulbs yeah. okay this next one really did mystify me our number 51 okay. is a movie that i uh, genuinely liked i think it got really good reviews i had it at number 22 you for oh, some yeah. reason it's ranked this... it at 73 i know it's i know the it is. mr rogers documentary won't you be my neighbor there's only one reason for this i never grew up on mr rogers i didn't care and it was just boring to me like that's that is a person like I recognize why as a documentary it worked, but I was not its target audience. So I'm sorry for dragging it down for you, but it just bored me to tears. <laughs> well, at least you're honest, and you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be dragging some things down for you here I, rather I shortly. I know. I'm so. looking at this list, and I'm like, this is not great. Yeah, mm, but yeah, not fun. <laughs> uh, okay, at number fifty, we're in the top fifty now. We're getting close. We is a movie it. you didn't see? I ranked at number thirty-four. It's the Little Stranger. This is the Dom Hall Gleason like 
sort of haunted house movie that came out, I think maybe in August or September. Nobody hmm. watched it. But I don't even know it. I found it very fascinating. He like comes to the town as like the town doctor and is treating these rich, uh, like used to be rich aristocrats who live in this like kind of dilapidated mansion and weird things start happening to them. And he is kind of like an outsider who has to come in and investigate. And I found it really fascinating. I really like the twist ending that it had. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I feel like you would be into it. But, Mm. you know, not a lot of people saw it. I don't know why. (laughs) It's whatever. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're learning. But in number 49, another movie that you didn't see, but a lot of people did see, I have The Grinch. Which I thought was a genuinely so fun animated movie. Keenan Thompson is in it. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. There's like a really cute dog, a really cute yak. The All of the characters are fun. It had music by Tyler, the creator. I just like, it was a great, like, exciting, like, movie to go see over the holidays. I saw it on mm-hmm, Christmas Day mm-hmm, to avoid mm-hmm. relatives that I didn't want to spend time oh, with. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Well, I'm glad it worked. Could be could be a Christmas staple for the future. Okay, <laughs> Shelby, 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 Shelby. <sighs> this this right here, number forty eight. We have <laughs> already talked this. about this on the podcast, <laughs> but I ranked it number seventy six. You ranked it fifteen. It was the disaster <laughs> of a Blake Lively film. A simple favor. I loved it. I want to rewatch it. I think about it often. I thought it was so fun and so fresh and they were so charming and the costumes were amazing and I'm not embarrassed about it. You should be ashamed. I was describing this movie to somebody over this, to a friend recently. Uh, Well, a couple of friends were describing it to another friend who hadn't seen it. And as we were going through the plot details, I was like, this is ludicrous. Like this movie, like literally has so much weird stuff going on. Yeah, that's the point. It's like, it's just like if you took Gone Girl and made it funny. Like it's like, if you start to unpack any of those psychological thrillers, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and this just subverts it so that it becomes a fun caper, you know? I don't know about that. <laughs> I have no well, idea. Well, I enjoyed it. Ugh. I loved it. Okay. I'm own it one day. Number 47, a movie you saw that I didn't. It's Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone should see this. It's really good. I mean, oh, it stars that beautiful woman whose name I forgot. But uh, Alicia Vikander. It. Yes. <laughs> and it, she's Tomb Raider and it's great. And I wish it had gotten more respect because I think it does a really fun job of being this like action thriller. And so watch it. Like, just do it. Okay. I might. Just do I, it. I like, sort of wanted to see it, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if I It's have on HBO. Okay. So. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm more likely to see it now. Okay, number 46, yeah. a movie you did not see, but I did. I thought that this was going to get a lot of awards buzz. I loved it, quite frankly, and ranked it number 32. And then nobody, it was nominated for nothing. It's Ben is Back, the Julia Roberts, Lucas oh, Hedges, yeah. like, uh, drug addiction movie. It was the yeah. much better version of Beautiful Boy. Yeah, it was just competing with all these boy movies and all these, and it came out over Christmas. So it's like, who's going to go see this depressing film, you know? And it was sort of weird because it was a Christmas movie, but it was like a depressing yeah. drug movie that was also a Christmas, like like it's <laughs> yeah. set around Christmas, you know? Right. So you really couldn't release it at any other time. But yeah, <laughs> it's not like, oh, I'm going to take my grandma to go see a movie about like a <laughs> boy who has to, you know, yeah. go through substance abuse issues. <laughs> 
Okay. Number 45, a movie that I single-handedly dragged up this far, despite (laughs) the fact that you tried to tank it. It was the masterful solo, a Star Wars story, starring (laughs) a (laughs) number of actors giving fantastic performances. There were some amazing set pieces that were so different and creative. I Uh, loved all the twists on Han Solo. All the twists, yeah, for sure. We got to figure out how Han Solo came up with his name. We (laughs) saw the Kessel Run. It was just like, I left the theater, uh, I think I saw this on opening night, and I left Mm. the theater thinking, this is an amazing movie. Like, Star Wars is back on track. Everyone is going to love this. (laughs) And then got on Twitter to see only hatred for it and i think yeah. ill-founded hatred i don't i don't i don't even consider myself like a star wars stan so it's not like i'm like this doesn't compare it just wasn't a good <laughs> movie matt i ranked it at 69 i need the record to show that so yeah that's all there really is to say about it <laughs> no there's a lot more to say about this if i could also <laughs> get an episode on this movie that would be fantastic Okay, 44, a movie that I don't think you've seen. This is nominated for a number of Oscars. It's the foreign Polish movie, A Cold War. It's in black and white. It's about a... Uh, a man who is like directing a Polish folk choir and hires this woman who's kind of like, you know, lives in this small village and hasn't really seen the world. As they're on tour performing folk songs, they fall in love. And then it's sort of like a 30 year saga of their love and how they like separate and come back together and their fiery tensions. And the movie's whatever, but the shots are gorgeous. Like, it's a yeah. it's a beautifully shot movie and, a, like, a pleasure to watch for your eyes, if that makes mm. any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'll, I don't know if I'll ever see it, but it sounds, like, pretentious enough that I understand why you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're definitely getting <laughs> into, the, into the section where it's, like, uh, there will be several more pretentious films to come that you did not see <laughs> and so, therefore, could not sink... <laughs> and I have, you know, kept them afloat. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And number 43 is a movie that I'm sort of surprised that you didn't like more. And honestly, <laughs> Taylor Swift is probably going to be upset with you. You didn't <laughs> rank it higher. It's Boy Erased starring her boyfriend as a rapist. You yeah. had it at 54. <laughs> I had it at 28. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it was fine. It just wasn't as good as I think it thought itself to be. And I was just kind of like... I didn't think it really came at the idea of gay conversion therapy as hard as I would have wanted. Like I did, it felt like it was catering itself to the parents of kids who have sent, like the parents who have sent their kids. You know what I mean? It just felt sort of like safe. Yeah, I I guess so. It wasn't as like I mean I don't know. I felt like it was pretty damning, but I didn't think that it was as sort of gruesome. I guess as it could have been, but I think that. Lucas Hedges and Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe all gave really good performances. And Nicole Kidman's hair. And Nicole Kidman's, yes, her wig. (laughs) That was something. Her wig. But have you seen pictures? The woman that she was playing had the same haircut. It wasn't like they (laughs) came up with this for the movie. Yeah, yeah, no. It it was a believable look, for sure. Okay, the reckoning is here, Shelby. The first (laughs) of your top ten lists that I have poached at number it could be any of them honestly i I don't even know there's a (laughs) yeah when you sent me your list and i saw the top 10 i was like what 
was she smoking when she put this together? What a what? disastrous list of movies. Oh, so sad. I ranked it number 78. You ranked it three. It is Avengers <laughs> okay. Infinity War. Most everyone is on my side of this one, okay? Yeah, I'm not even embarrassed about this one. You should be embarrassed. Infinity Wars is a good movie. It was greater than anyone could have imagined for what it needed to do, which was combine like 37 different characters into a logical plot. And it had a cliffhanger that's still being talked about and referenced in pop culture. So like if you had put this in the 20s, I would have been like, okay, like people like this movie. She liked it. I didn't like whatever. But the (laughs) fact that this was number three, that there was only two movies this year that you liked (laughs) more than this is astonishing. I've rewatched this. I had fun. It was clever. And this is my this is my ranking of 2018. It's not the best movies of 2018. If we had done like a tell me the critical darlings of 2018, maybe this wouldn't have been top three. But as for my enjoyment, I've managed to enjoy this film quite, I think, at least three times over the years. Oh, my so. gosh. I'd rather <laughs> die. Ugh. No, it was so fun. Ugh. Everyone was having so much fun. Were some they? of the cast's best work yeah i wasn't uh <laughs> okay number 41 is so cool <laughs> my yeah. tastes just align with the critics more often than not you know <laughs> and when they don't Tell i, I rethink my Infinity opinions War. and get them in yeah. line with the critics <laughs> like i did on glass yeah okay number 41 is a movie you saw that i didn't that i really wanted to see and then it was out of theaters by the time that i got around to it jennifer garner as peppermint oh yeah i'm sort of embarrassed this is so high i had it at 29 this was a movie we went into without reading any reviews and it was just like fun like jennifer gardner is kicking ass and she's just like it's violent. It's like no holds barred. You know, she just goes for it. And then you leave and you realize there's some unfortunate like racial <laughs> um, politics at play that they didn't. It, it just it's a problematic film. Like I can see why. But also at the same time, it works. So I don't know. There it is. <laughs> it's fun, though. If if you like those sort of movies, you I would go it see it. I would go see that. Yeah. I would go yeah. see that four times before I went and saw the <laughs> next movie on our list. Another one of your top 10 deplorables. Aww. I had it number 75. You had it at number five. It's Mission Impossible oh Fallout. Oh my gosh. I just forget how bad your taste is sometimes. Like it just boggles my mind. Like you were just saying you listen to critics, but critics agree about Mission Impossible and Infinity Wars. So you look like the fool here, man. Mission Impossible was one of the best action films of this decade. Like, it was so well done. Again, it was beautifully shot, but the movie itself and the plot and the dialogue and the screenplay, (laughs) which wasn't even a screenplay, it was just a bunch of cobbled together action scenes, (laughs) left a lot to be desired. I I was left with I had nothing left to desire. It fit every expectation. It blew the expectations out of the water. It was such a magnificent ride. And the fact that it was shot well was reflected in my rankings. I had <laughs> 11 movies that were ranked lower than it. It was two slots higher than You're Jurassic right. Park. That's so, so magnanimous of I you. Know, That's wasn't great. It? Yeah. 
Okay, number 39 is a movie that I thought you would be more into than you were. Yeah. I ranked it 21, you ranked it 58. It's Melissa McCarthy yeah. in Can You Ever Forgive Me? <laughs> Why didn't you like this? I I wanted to. I thought they were well, they were great performances by Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant. And I think they're deserving of their nominations. Overall, though... I just left the movie like uninterested in her life. I was really bothered that she was like glorified to a point that she it just it just bothers me that it's like she gets to write a book and have a movie and get like have a movie that wins Oscars because she did something bad, you know, and it just kind of like I just didn't like her. Yeah, but she's dead now, so it's not like she's like rolling in the dough because <laughs> right. Of this movie. No, but still, it's like I just just like this person gets an entire story told about them, but we like couldn't even bother to tell like Doctor Shirley's life story and instead get Green Book. You know what I mean? Like I think I just had a lot of resistance to the like glam glorification or just like romanticizing of this woman and her weird choices because i just didn't sympathize really okay <laughs> i just I, them's the facts i thought the acting was so I, <laughs> I found the movie like funny but also heartbreaking at the same time the scene where she steals someone's coat from the party i was like i've thought about doing that so many times like a <laughs> coat check you related to yeah. her i was like Uh-oh. i could see myself stealing a coat at a coat check mm, yeah maybe i shouldn't admit yeah. that never mind i would never steal anything yeah, never ever if anything goes missing it was not matt yeah i hope i hope that you're not missing any coats shelby uh yeah <laughs> whoops um yeah Okay, number 38, we have another Best Picture nominee. Shelby, what do you think it is? It has to be Green Book, right? Yeah, it's Green Book. Oh, good. Oh, good. You, I think I that we probably both had similar down. opinions of this, where... I think it was like a good movie, and like the acting was good and fun to watch, but then the situation revolving yeah. around it and the problems with not really... Uh, discuss or discussing it with Dr. Shirley's family and how it didn't line up with true events. I felt like I couldn't rank yeah. it much higher than I did, which I had yeah, it at thirty-one. A bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. I had it at forty something. I mean, it but... was fine. We did a whole episode on it. So moving yeah. <laughs> on. Okay, now we get to a couple more movies that only one of us saw. At thirty-seven, I have. Borg versus McEnroe, which was the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> tennis movie from early this year that I think nobody saw. But I like tennis and Shia LaBeouf was fun in this. Mm. I ranked it number 25. This was like in the top 10 of my rankings for most of the year until we got to the end oh, because it was a good movie that course. came out early and you don't get many of those. Yeah. Uh, but at number 36, <laughs> well. we have the movie that you ranked 24 that I didn't see. HBO's The Tale. Oh, yeah. This was great. It's a Laura Dern and it's about her coming to terms with the fact that she was molested as a child. It's really interestingly done and kind of examines how like the mind works and memories and I thought it was great. I wish it had gotten more recognition through the award series. I don't know how it being an HBO film affected that, but I thought it was great. Yeah, I wanted to see it and then just never got around to, but I'm sure I will at some point sooner or later. Okay, number 35, another one of your top 10 casualties. You had it at number 7. I had it at number 61. It is Game Night. (laughs) What? Why so low? 
I liked it fine, but I just, I don't know. It was, I don't remember thinking it was that funny. Okay, I, this is another one where your opinion differs greatly with the critics. So my top 10 is looking super fine right now. Um, this movie was so great. It was one of the smartest comedies I've seen in such a long time. And the cast was amazing. And it was just so clever. And the twists were just enough. Oh, I can't believe you dragged that down. I can't believe you had it in the 60s. That's just wild to me. I had it right next to like blockers and tag and... <laughs> what? <laughs> this is for all our listeners out there. This is a thousand times better than every comedy we've mentioned so far. Okay. I, I, I The package was also right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were all just... Uh, here's the thing. I think as I was going through this, I think that I treat comedies a little bit unfairly where... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I have some comedies higher up that we're getting to, but they're like... A di- I don't know. For me... I think that I don't necessarily find a lot of things funny. So it has to be like a specific type of humor. <laughs> and it just wasn't necessarily this. Like I liked this movie. I would see it again. But it wasn't like, oh, yeah, that was mm. like top 10 movie of the year for me. Yeah, no, I, it surprised me because the trailers were really bad. And I thought it looked super dumb and super bad. And then my husband saw it alone and then told me I had to see it. And we were both were just crying, laughing. I thought it was so good. Well, we still quote it. <laughs> you still got it into the into the top 40. Yeah, so that's worth something. Thank heavens. Thank you. Okay, number 34 was a, another failed Oscar vehicle, First Reformed, which you had at 38, I had <laughs> yeah. at 29. This is the Ethan Hawke movie. I like I loved this movie until the last 5 minutes and then it went off the rails and dropped about 20 slots on this <laughs> rankings for me. Exactly. Yeah, same for me. It was just like so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It was it was not my favorite. It was not my cup of tea necessarily <laughs> the ending. It just like re it re yeah. cast everything in a new light and I didn't necessarily like it. Okay, 33. <laughs> this again is mind-boggling. Like I I did not see this movie, but when I saw that it was this high on your list, I was like, "What? I have not heard anybody who liked Maze Runner <laughs> Death Cure." <laughs> okay, again, This is just like for me, like, so Maze Runner is a series. This is the third and final film. And it's based on a YA series that I, I tried reading and I hated. Yeah, it was bad. And I started watching, I started watching the movies as like a joke. Like my friends and I went and the first one isn't that great. But it's surprisingly good. And it's, and so I just like started to become attached to these characters who are all like, they're really good actors. Like it's, I don't remember any of their names, but they're kind of famous and they're, in stuff and and they do a really good job and this third one oh my gosh like it really it went from just being a fun watch to being like wow i'm pretty impressed with that they did because usually with ya movies like this or even just any disaster action flicks they really lean into like explosions and like you know action sequences which you seem to find frustrating with mission impossible or whatever like it just becomes about showing rather than having a story or like characters and Maze Runner series does really well at making characters and like having them fuel the plot. And so this culmination had like a really moving moment. And it's like, there's like a zombie, it, it, there's a zombie element. And it's like, there's this th- ah, really the powerful The truth finale. comes out, a zombie element. <laughs> I knew it there was a reason out. Shelby would put this Honestly. so high. <laughs> 
the Maze Runner, people should give it a chance. Like, I really like it as a trilogy. And I really enjoyed this film. And it, honestly, I'm embarrassed, but I'm not going to hide. I cried. I did. <laughs> I teared up during this movie. I would like a me. full list of everything on this that you have cried during. Because for me, it seems to be... <laughs> Like not a good like like not a good recognition of anything other than that you cry yeah. in weird movies. <laughs> well, it works. I just I want people to give it a chance. Is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Number thirty two, which is getting dangerously close to a zombie flick. I had it at number forty two. <laughs> you had it at twenty two. It's the RBG documentary. <laughs> That's a mean joke. I mean, she. Yeah. Yeah. After watching her for an hour, I was like, I am shocked that she is. I know. Like, she can barely move. I mean, she I she know. like works out or whatever, but like she's sitting in that chair, and you and you, it looks like that oh, she would just yeah. die at any point. She should have retired during Obama's run. She really should have. But you know, we still got her, and we have to hold to that. You know. I really, yeah, that really was not addressed in the documentary at all, which was my biggest question of like, why didn't you retire when Barack Obama was president? He was president for eight years. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but even still, it's like he was president for eight years and she was old then. It's not like (laughs) she was young and now she's like coming to some weird health concern. Like she's looked like the death worn over for. 30 years now (laughs) she's been yeah she's still kicking though and the documentary was great it was really cool to see her life i mean i'd always heard of her and whatever but it was really a well done film yeah there was a lot going on with her history that i was unaware of and i thought found that really interesting uh in number 31 a movie you loved also starring a very very elderly almost dead looking person it's the (laughs) mule I didn't see this. I need everyone to understand he's joking right now. I never watch this and I plan to never watch it. I ranked so. it number 20 because it was <laughs> so fun. That is so Clint crazy. Eastwood just Did you watch the Did you watch the SNL skit or the SNL cold open weekend update where they talk about it here's the thing with snl i like was religiously watching it until earlier this season when i was just like why am i doing this to myself this isn't fun good question and so i stopped watching it and i don't think i've watched anything that's happened in the last like eight episodes (laughs) well eventually i'll go back and like i don't know maybe like watch or i'll start watching like the youtube clips or whatever but i was like ah Ugh, like it's too much trouble. Well, Pete Davidson talks about how much he loves the mule, so it's a good a friggin' him. <laughs> movie. Clint Eastwood drinks Slurpees and sings songs and <laughs> rides around in a car. It's fun and times. Threesomes. If you can count a threesome with a ninety-year-old man, a threesome. There's two naked yeah, people and him counts. in a room. It's like anyway. It's like if somebody takes their on. shirt off at the nursing home. Is that a threesome? Like no. <laughs> Okay, number 30, a movie that I loved so much and was very surprised by. You had it at 37. I had it at 26. The Oscar-nominated 
Christopher Robin. Mm. Is it really Mm-mm. Oscar nominated? Yes, visual effects. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it was really sweet. And you guys can listen to our podcast about it because I think we're the only people in like the universe who actually enjoyed it. Yes. And we agreed on it. Yeah. So I loved <laughs> pretty it. Pretty crazy. I this is another one of those movies that I have at twenty six, but I like would put my top ten. That's how much I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's still not better than overboard, but but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, you ranked it lower than overboard, <laughs> but I successfully pulled it up a f- dozen slots. Yeah. <laughs> uh number twenty nine, a movie that we also covered for the podcast. I have it at thirty nine, you have it at twenty three. It is searching the mm, yeah. computer screen thriller. I still think about this one, you know, and I think that that's a compliment. Like it it worked. So Yeah. It was not it was not a bad movie. It was definitely an interesting movie to watch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number twenty eight, another bear movie. I didn't see this, but you have it at nineteen. It's Paddington two. Oh yeah. I didn't want to see this. Everyone was like talking it up and it has like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, You guys are so freaking insane. But I randomly watched it one day and oh my word, it really is that good. Just tugs at your little heart strings it's like you know you have christopher robin and it's like good and it makes you feel things and then like a mile above it is just paddington too it's so sweet so you should watch it i'm sure i would like it that's another one that's on my like (laughs) list of things that i want to watch and just haven't gotten around to yeah okay number 27 we take another hit on your top 10 list which by the way my top 10 is still completely intact yeah this is i call it i'm gonna have someone look at this math you did because i'm starting to question it uh i ranked this movie 58 you ranked it number two it's crazy rich asians so good honestly i love this movie and there's nothing else to really say about it it's just a beautiful rom-com in an era when we haven't had a lot of wonderful rom-coms so yeah i i thought this movie was fun it's in with the rest of the comedies for me like it's it's good (laughs) i enjoyed it i would watch it again but it wasn't my favorite thing in the world I have watched it again. I've watched it multiple times and I'll watch it more times because <laughs> I love it. So, and at number 26, another one of your top 10 movies. Oh my gosh. I'm I told okay. you this was a bloodbath. <laughs> at number 50 or I have it at number 51, you put it at number 8. Mm. It's Incredibles 2. Oh, wow. That's really low. Why did you hate this? You know, I loved the first Incredibles. And I think this had a little bit of the fact that I was so excited for it. And then it I, it felt a little empty in comparison to the original for really? me. And I don't know. I just couldn't. I, I think that I liked this least of all of the Pixar sequels, barring the Cars sequels. <laughs> like I thought that the superhero parts of it like the fact that oh Elastigirl does all kinds of cool things like that was really neat but it wasn't like the story for me wasn't that exciting or interesting and I felt like we knew who the bad guys were the whole time like it just didn't have the same yeah to it that the original did hmm. I thought I honestly think I might like it more than the first one. Oh my gosh I know I thought the action sequences were so cool and I of course loved the subvert subversive messaging about parental roles and gender dynamics yeah so. you're always <laughs> you're always there for a strong female <laughs> p- 
protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. T- top 25. We are getting very, very close. Uh, this is a movie you didn't <laughs> see. I ranked it number 17. It is The Old Man and the Gun, which was a <laughs> old man bank robber movie. And yeah. it's similar-ish to The Mule in some ways, but yeah. it's set in the 70s. It's like much more classy and Robert Redford is in it. It's This is his last movie. He's just like so gentlemanly as he's robbing these banks and he's like also <laughs> kind of like courting Sissy Spacek at the same time. And he's just an old man who loves robbing banks. And I just was taken Aww. with the whole movie. I saw it with my mom over Christmas. It was a good time. Okay. At number 24, I think that I must have typed something wrong. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. The math is ruined. Nope, nope, I didn't. <laughs> Cancel, abort. <laughs> I, for some reason, I always get this movie mixed up with American Animals for whatever reason. But at number 24, <laughs> we have Three Identical Strangers, which you ranked at 16. Uh-oh. I have at 41. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I thought this was such a fun and interesting documentary that was just like mind-bogglingly crazy yeah it was a it was a crazy story and i think that everybody should watch it i didn't necessarily love the documentary style of it where it was just like a lot of like interviews of people i don't know i i for me i I like a documentary that that has like more interesting stuff going on than just a bunch of interviews but i i I thought the story was great yeah um and maybe that's why i think of it like what is it? American Animals. But the fact that it's also like oh, yeah. interviews. And I think I saw it around the same time. I don't know. <laughs> I, the, the workings of my mind is something that we cannot get into. <laughs> Can't unpack yeah. that right now. Okay. Number 23, a movie you didn't see. I ranked it number 15. This feels like a movie that you would have really liked. And I'm sort of confused as to why you didn't see it. It's Thoroughbreds, where two teenage girls decide that they are going to murder their one of their <laughs> evil stepfathers does that not seem like what a shelby makes movie makes you think yeah <laughs> what about that like makes you think it's up my alley um it's strong young females taking <laughs> on a semi-abusive older white male yeah i mean i definitely like saw the trailers i think this is the difference between you and me though is i often get turned off by pretentious factors and you get excited oh by them. yes and so to me it's like if i see a trailer that's like trying too hard to like look deep and cool i'm just like why are you trying so hard like get out of my feed i want to go watch peppermint i want to go see skyscraper like i don't need you in my life right now so i maybe unfairly ignore some movies but also i think they just kind of drag because they're sort of like, they're not as fun about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. This isn't necessarily a fun movie, but... Yeah, but maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Next time I'm on a, I'm on a plane. Yes, this would be a good like plane movie. If this isn't on Netflix already, it, I'm sure it will be soon because this seems like a yeah. Netflix movie. <laughs> uh, number 22, we have, I think, maybe the only horror movie that you saw this year. <laughs> a Quiet Place. You had it at 34, which was a little low. I had it at 19 but it still made yeah. it to 22 on the list yeah quiet place is one i wish we could have done a documentary on because i think it was one that i like had fun at but hated at the same time but enjoyed because i felt like there was a lot of messaging to unpack which is sort of surprising for a horror flick mm-hmm. but i mean i literally wrote like a eight thousand word essay on it because i just couldn't stop thinking about it so i guess that counts for something yeah 
That's true. You wrote a whole blog post on this, which I read and, <laughs> yeah. and was like, meh, Shelby doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about toxic masculinity for anyone interested. I'll, uh, I'll put the link below. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, number 21 is a movie that you did not see because it was a very pretentious three and a half hour long <laughs> German film about a white male painter uh, who is going through oh, yeah, angst. No but I really enjoyed it. It's Never Look Away, which well. is like set after World War II and kind of like deals with how the German society... Uh, you know, like dealt with the aftermath of losing the Second World War and sort of the atrocities that they committed. And I love a movie about an artist. That's like another weird quirk <laughs> about myself. And and I just found it yeah. like very mesmerizing. It was beautifully shot. And the fact that it was three and a half hours long and it went by like that, it was a good sign for me. Because I feel like sometimes you sit in movies that are two hours long and you're like, oh my gosh, when's this going to be over with? And the fact that this was so yeah, like long. Serenity. Yeah, oh, how dare you speak ill of Serenity. <laughs> That was a great movie. Just you wait. I bet that'll have a similar ranking place next yeah. year. No, yeah, you'll drag sure. that one down. Evilly. Okay, number 20. <laughs> we have our next Best Picture nominee. Okay, so the ones that we haven't said yet are The Favorite, Black Klansman, Roma, and Black Panther. Which one do you okay, think I is 20? I don't remember how your math works, so I'm guessing it's... I'm guessing it's Black Panther. It is not Black Panther. Dang it. Okay. Then I don't know. It must be... I don't know what you hated, honestly. It's hard to guess. I mean, we're at the top 20. So we're getting to the point where it's things that (laughs) I might not have hated, you know? I know, but it's like, we also have a lot of the best pictures left. And so I just... Is it Widows? Widows or Widows, is Widows was not nominated, mercifully. I just was hoping. Oh, what a travesty. I guess the favorite. It is not the favorite. What is... Just tell it's me then, man. Black Klansman, number 20. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I had this I at had this in my 38. Head. You had it at 13. I oh, liked yeah. it, but I thought that there were a couple sections in it that were a little too monologue for me. Otherwise, I would have put yeah. it higher. But I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, the costuming, the music. I thought it was really cool. And the ending actually was just like a gut punch. And it just oh, yeah. really worked for me. I liked the ending. The ending I thought was good. Yeah. It was it was some of those like lengthy speeches in the middle that I was like, okay. <laughs> like if if you can't figure out a way to actually put this into dialogue and you need to like bring someone in and just have them talk about <laughs> race relations for, you know, 15 minutes without stop, like I think we could have <sighs> made this a better movie. Okay, yeah, sure. Make a better movie then. I dare you. <laughs> Um, Shelby, I don't know if you know this or not, but I made some top-notch films with my friends, like, in eighth grade, uh, (laughs) where we all played multiple characters, and it was, like, a murder mystery, and I'm sure it would be number one if it was released right now. But sadly, sadly it was not, and I don't know if the footage was destroyed. (laughs) Number 19, we have our next Best Picture nominee. (laughs) It's Roma the Favorite and Black Panther. Which one is next? Aroma of the Favorite and Black Panther. I guess Black Panther. It is. It's Black Panther. Yay! Which I ranked higher than you, and it's a Marvel movie. You did. You have it at 27. I, I have it at 23. I loved this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I rewatched it recently, too. 
I just, I understand the value of it. And I really enjoy that part of like the diversity and the culture they build and the society they have. But for me, when you break down the story, it just wasn't that interesting to me. So yeah, I don't know I what just, else to say. Michael B. Jordan was so good in this. And oh, yeah, the fight scenes were good. Movie. I thought this was like exactly what I want in a superhero movie. It It's like <laughs> interesting and new and doesn't necessarily follow the same like beats that a normal superhero movie right. did. I loved the society that they built. I could just like watch this. Yeah. I'm so excited for the sequel. This is the movie that oh, got wow. me to go watch yeah. frigging Avengers Infinity War because they said their Black <laughs> Panther characters would be in it. And then it wasn't as good. And they they were in it though so yeah uh okay number 18 another movie you did not see i ranked it number 13 it's wildlife which i'm surprised you didn't see i want to see it it was never in theaters around us i was oh yeah it's jake gyllenhaal and um oh shoot what's it carrie mulligan and they are a like young married couple with a son living out in montana and it's kind of in like the 60s and it's just sort of about their marriage and like like the domestic issues, but it's a very strong, like female empowerment movie. And Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Who I, aren't you like obsessed with him? No, I love him. Yeah. I love Carrie Mulligan too. So Mm. I kept waiting for it to appear at our AMCs and it never showed. So the fact that Carrie Mulligan was not nominated for an Oscar for this movie is a travesty because her performance is so good on so many levels and she's doing so many different things and basically is the lead of the movie. Like Jake Gyllenhaal kind of like leaves and then comes back at a certain point, but she's there the whole time Mm -hmm. and it's just like, mesmerizing to watch okay yeah i think we can all agree that the oscars this year are just bonkers yeah. so they did not nominate the right things <laughs> okay number 17 we have another one of your top 10 shelby which so we're getting closer all of my top 10 are still on the table <laughs> okay you ranked it number four i ranked it number 45 yeah. it's widows and really it's 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 a blessing that it just made it this far, I think. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it did a lot of cool things. I can see how some people thought it was overstuffed, but we talked about it at length in one of our other episodes. So no re- need to unpack it here. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Okay. Number 16, <laughs> The Time Has Come, the first casualty of my top 10 list. And I sort of don't understand why you didn't like this movie more than you did. I ranked it number three. You have it at 46. It's support the girls. Um, I know. I thought it was all really good. But again, I guess I'm just more story driven. It just wasn't as engaging as I was hoping. And it kind of just was like, great, great job. But like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. You know? Yeah, it's it's sort of it doesn't really have like a necessarily a plot to it too much it's kind of like a slice of life movie which i really like and uh, this is the type of movie that i think is like a good comedy it's which isn't necessarily like a super comedy, but it, I found like there were parts of it that were really funny. Yeah, I, and Regina I Hall is call so it good. A comedy though. Well, if th- this is a Golden Globes comedy, though, you know what I mean. 
Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a comedy yeah. wink wink as it's not a drama, but it <laughs> like has funny yeah. parts to it. And I thought all of okay. the actresses did a really good job in this one um, as yeah. well. Okay. Number 15. I have it at 33. You have it at 11. It is the YA film Love, Simon. <laughs> it was cute. It was really sweet. And again, it's like the first YA movie major YA movie that's about a gay love interest and I thought it was a really tender film that also happened to be very funny yeah so I went to see this sort of out of obligation because a friend wanted to go see it and I had movie pass and I was like fine sure whatever thinking it was going to not be great and I ended up really really liking it the characters were all really fun the music was great in it the story was Mm -hmm. engaging it was sort of like a little bit of a mystery which was exciting all of the kids bedrooms were immaculate and made me so jealous yeah (laughs) just quirky enough Mm -hmm. okay number 14 is a movie i ranked number nine you did not see because it's a horror movie it is halloween (laughs) oh my gosh i thought it was gonna be hereditary we have so many movies still to go through no halloween is was a masterpiece (laughs) it like reinvented the the series of movies. The movie. No yes. one asked for, to be reinvented, but it did it, and it did it well. And it was shot so cool. There were so many great kill scenes in yeah. it. the The ending <laughs> is sort of like a fun twist. Like it, it was just great on so many different levels. I saw it with my brother, and we were like, "This is amazing." I would watch this movie ten more times. And if you ever got up the nerve, Shelby, I feel like you would also really like this, except for the fact that there's lots of gruesome deaths. But (laughs) it's a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number 13 is a movie you ranked number 28. I ranked number 12. It is the skateboarding documentary, Minding the Gap. It was good. Yeah. We watched this after your recommendation. And the Oscar nomination. And it was good. I, it was so much better than mid-90s. And it was crazy how similar they were. So I sort of like respected mid-90s a little bit more, I guess. But ultimately, Minding the Gap just had better people you wanted to like root for. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he got all of that footage in a documentary one that he had been filming the same skateboarders for like 20 years but then also just the fact that he could get them to say the things they said they were so open and honest well it was like it was like six to ten years of skating footage you know what i mean like these are still young guys they're still like 22 yeah but there's stuff when they're like kid kids Okay, so maybe like yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. squabble yeah. on the math about this. It was a good movie. <laughs> it was good. We agree. It was good. You're right. Okay, number 12, <laughs> another one of your top 10s. Although we're getting close. How is this possible? We're getting close to the top 10. So, you know, okay. we're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ranked it number 27. You have it at number 10. It is Instant Family. So sweet. The film that I think nobody I thought was it. going to be good and turned out to be my favorite comedy of the year like uh, this was was so so heartwarming and so funny and so great and did that perfect thing where it like mixed the heartwarmingness and the funny throughout the whole thing it didn't like cut it in half and have the first half be funny and the second half be heartwarming yeah no it was it was great it was practically perfect in every way Mm -hmm. i would agree i would agree such a good movie (laughs) okay number 11 the last movie outside of our top 10 this is another best picture nominee is it roma or the favorite shelby 
It must be the favorite. It is the favorite. You had it at 20. I had it at 16. (laughs) It was good. I wanted to like it more than I did, but I don't know if it was just overhyped for me because everyone was like, oh, you'll love it. Oh, Shelby. Oh, this movie's for you. You're going to love it. But it was good. It was really beautifully done and uh, it deserves a nomination. Taylor Swift's boyfriend has some great dance moves in it. And Taylor Swift is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift is he not makes in an it. appearance. No, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is Taylor in Swift it. Taylor Swift is in Cats, which is coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, must you remind We'll me. see if that gets a Best Picture uh, nomination. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Shelby, we have finally arrived. It is the top 10 movies no this is this is not what i would have ranked top 10 but it's fine <laughs> i mean there's a lot of good stuff in this mix yeah yeah Here's, it's not anything i'm upset about i guess yeah i think this is what happened the stuff that i had in my top 10 you had in like your top 20 top 30 and then the right. stuff that you had in your top 10 just happened to be movies <laughs> that i put in the 60s and 70s on it. my list yeah so i know so i mean I dragged your stuff up. <laughs> Take that slightly. as you will. Yeah. You're just a <laughs> you're just a nicer ranker, I guess, than I am. I don't know. <laughs> okay, number ten. I had it at twenty four. You had it at number nine. It's the beautiful if Beale Street could talk. So good. Yes, loved it. This movie should be in the top tier of movies this year solely for the score. Just the score alone yeah. is brilliant, and then the acting is so great. It's beautiful. Mm. It was everything. Okay. Number nine, a movie I had in the top ten, also with an amazing score. Good. You had you it. Dragged it, it down, didn't yes. I? Yes, you did. Thank but only a few slots because I had it at number <laughs> six. You had it at twenty-six. It's first man. Mm. Yeah, that's a movie. We saw that. <laughs> it should have been nominated for and a we lot talked more about stuff it. than it did. Maybe so, but here we are, Matt, and you just have to live with it, you know? I mean, hey, I somehow managed to get this into the top 10 of our combined list, despite <laughs> the fact that I thought you hated this movie. So... When I saw that you ranked this 26, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what happened to well, Shelby. because, and I talked about this in our podcast, is it's a very well done film. The music is amazing. The cinematography is unreal. The claustrophobia, the shots of the earth and the space, it, it's all good. I just happened to hate the story and wonder why we needed a Neil Armstrong movie. So, so I understand nuance is what I'm saying. Like... I, I didn't know that I wanted this movie. And then when I, I got it, I was like, yes, this is the only thing that I've ever wanted. I didn't care about Neil Armstrong yeah, well, until now. But yeah. now I care deeply. Uh, okay, number eight. A movie that I ranked number four, but that you did not see. It is the super pretentious <laughs> Korean movie, Burning. Which, okay, Shelby, if you take one recommendation from me this year, it's that you should watch this movie. (laughs) This... I know, it's on my list. It is... Steven, Steve Young, who is from The Walking Dead, is in it. And it's about these two Korean men who are both kind of like infatuated with this one girl and sort of follows them along as they're kind of like dueling for her affection, but then takes a bunch of wild turns and just like, <laughs> it's one of those movies that as I was watching it, I was like, okay, like this is good. This is fine. And then every time it made a turn, it was like exactly what 
I like wasn't expecting, but like loved that happened. And by the time I got to the end, it was just like an almost perfect movie that just kept turning in ways that I could never have predicted, but like was obsessed <laughs> with watching. And I feel like there, I feel like it's a movie that you would like. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll do it. Okay. Let the record show. <laughs> okay. Here is, we've come to the point where I get slightly sad because my number <laughs> one movie is ending up at number seven overall. It's Hereditary, which is oh, yeah. just a masterpiece. And it's a drama and a horror movie and the acting's amazing, but you didn't go see it, so it couldn't be ranked <laughs> higher. Because it had to take those Sorry. 24 like demerit points for the fact <laughs> that you didn't see it. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I heard it's really good. I don't have any qualms with it, except that I just don't like horror. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I took out your like the the bottom yeah, half you of your top ten really list, easily. So. <laughs> so you know, this is something that I can yeah. I can live with. Okay. Yeah. Number six, we get to a movie that I ranked number five. You ranked number eighteen. It is Creed two. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Good episode. Good talk. Um, so really, you should just revisit that one because we said all we needed to say about the amazing oh workout sequence and the uh, emotional journey that Michael B takes us on, and it's just honestly a work of art to see him do so much mm, mm, it's so good <laughs> such a such a great movie and michael b jordan and tessa thompson are just great actors and uh, they're great in this michael b puts the rest of us to shame that workout scene i yeah. was just like okay Matthew, yeah. let's go home and throw out all of your it. candy yeah. <laughs> yeah. so we're here at the top five how are you feeling shelby let's do the thing okay what's next number Five. You have it at 14. I have it at eight. It is The Hate You Give, yeah. a movie that I think n I would never have expected it this to be this high before yeah, I saw no. it. It was great. It was uh, it was really good. And it's uh, another YA that I'm starting to realize I saw a lot of. So it, it must be pretty good to be this high on the list. So yeah. I think the best YA adaption I've ever seen. Better than the Harry Potter movies. Really like good. I'm trying to think if there's a movie... There was a YA adaption that was better, but I don't think there was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read Love, Simon, so I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty confident The Hate You Give did very well with its source material. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, number four. Actually, number four and number three are tied because oh. both of them uh, have 19 points overall. They are the rock climbing documentary Free Solo, and yes. the young adult movie, Eighth Grade. And I <laughs> love both of these. I had one at two and one at seven, and you had them both in the teens. And Well, Free Solo was 12, and Eighth Grade was 17, so okay. <laughs> they were still high-ish. And Free Solo is a masterpiece. It's just like a visual <laughs> orgasm. It's just freaking <laughs> amazing to watch. <laughs> it's just like unreal i could go watch it again and we started rock climbing because of it so watch out for our documentary oh my gosh <laughs> maybe that's the movie that i'll make i'll just follow you and rob around yeah. with a camera yeah as we free solo up our eight foot wall that'll be cool maybe you can like climb the side of an apartment <laughs> building or something <laughs> yeah and eighth grade is very charming and i think it was under 
under overlooked this um oscar season because i think it deserved more than it got and um i think that it'll stand the test of time a lot better than most of the oscar nominations will oh yeah so i thought it was really good i loved eighth grade i put it at number two overall so i was i was very obsessed with it okay we come to our top two in second place we have the final oscar nominee (laughs) you had it at number six (laughs) no black clansman was a lower on the list <laughs> a star is born that's oh, what it is number two a yeah, star yeah. is born we love <laughs> bradley cooper we love we changed it. our vote we so decided good. that it, it was better. so good hey hey yeah i just want to take another oh look oh my at gosh you. <laughs> and i took another look at you and you were a good movie <laughs> yeah. and we were ranked you number, number two yeah <laughs> um I would try to do an impression from Roma, the actual number two movie, but I can't speak Spanish. So, That's racist. Yeah, not not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Roma, yeah, no, it was a work of art, even on my home screen, which I was told is not the way to watch it, and I should have fixed my like settings on my TV to make it an even better experience. But you know what? It was still good. So yeah. And I hope that it wins Best Picture. If Roma wins Best Picture, for me, that will be like the, that will sort of salvage <laughs> this year's yeah. bad Reset. Oscar nomination. Because yeah. that really is worthy it's, of winning it. Yeah, it's like honestly the only, only one worthy of winning. I mean, I guess there's some good ones. The favorite other things but but we'll see yes so does this mean we agreed on our or no it doesn't we didn't pick the same movie for number one i had hereditary as my number one but that's right the movie that is our number one you had at number one and i had in my top 10 would you care to announce it victorious it's spider-man spider-man does whatever a (laughs) spider-man It's great. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, like, what the F are you doing listening to this two hour podcast? Like, get out of here. Go watch it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you should have spent your time watching that movie and not listening to us, <laughs> quite frankly. This yeah. podcast is not that good. <laughs> we can say that. Like, we love our podcast. It's great. It's a wonderful experience. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is on a whole other level. Like, all the movies we just talked about, they're living in 2018. Spider-Verse is like living in 2038. You know what I mean? It's like, And it somehow got Nicolas like Cage to come there with them. <laughs> yeah. It's a marvelous work of art. I It better win best um animated it should have been nominated for best feature like it is a great film Mm. however you cut it yes i this was a movie that i did not think i was gonna like you made me go see it yeah and i was like you're welcome why is sometimes shelby just so right it's so frustrating for me oh what a note to end on (laughs) let that be the theme of this episode shelby is right except for when she filled their top 10 with a bunch of crap <laughs> nah i'm right you're wrong that's mm. it okay cut the <laughs> well th- if you have survived this long <laughs> in the episode congratulations i am barely here at this point so if you're still listening like good job follow us on social media we could talk this yeah much. i'm losing my yeah. voice i need to go eat uh follow us on social media thank you for listening Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>